You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City. With your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Episode number four, fourth down in the Steel City, and there's all kinds of breaking news, baby. The biggest news across the world, maybe even, not just the NFL, but across the world, Colin Dunlap, Chris Boswell signs an extension with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, wizard of pause. Uh, let's go. I, can I say I don't like it? Can I say that don't allocate that much to any kicker and here's why this is going to be short-sighted take everybody's going to rip it apart but who was chris boswell before they signed chris boswell who was jeff reed before they signed jeff reed i'm not saying these guys are a dime a dozen but unless you're justin tucker and he's close i guess some people think but um that's a lot of money especially when i think you might have other needs I think that's a fair take. I'll disagree, though. I do think that it's an undervalued position in the league if you have one of the very best, and I think that they do. If he wasn't a top three kicker, and I think he is, I wouldn't spend the money. But he's almost automatic. He's not Justin Tucker. He's a notch below, as is everyone. But he takes coaching out of the hands of Mike Tomlin. He takes coaching out of the hand of the offensive coordinator. And anytime you can just say, kick the damn thing, instead of, oh, now we're faking this, or now we're going to go for it on a fourth and four, ah, I'm all for it. Plus, we saw Mitch Trubisky, nice young man, third in the league in quarterback rating 2018. He loses a playoff game because the kicker can't make one. I like it. It's still not that much money. It's a lot of money for a kicker. It's not that much money. I think it's a ton of money for a kicker. And I think a lot of people forget. And again, I can understand. What are you drinking, by the way? I knew that was going to be a question. That's an iced coffee, my friend. Sure it is. Uh, So um, we're not all far that removed from the owner of this football team saying that the kicker needs to get a lot better. Now, he did. So in fairness, he did get better. But right after he got paid last time, he got a lot worse. 
I guess they're going to take their chances that that doesn't happen this time. That being said, I and it's not Boswell centric. It really isn't. It is. I hesitate to give that amount of money to any kicker because they simply went out and found Chris Boswell last mm-hmm. time. No, sure. And you can find him. You absolutely can find him, and they have found him. But we did see the one time where they didn't have a guy, and you had Josh Scobie rolling in there, and, I mean, it was bad. It yeah, was oh, bad. even last year, Baldy McGrain or whatever the hell the guy's name was, you rolled him out there. He was five foot nothing, couldn't kick the ball. If, if, the, end zone, if the 20 was the end zone, he still wouldn't have a touchback. I mean, so we saw how that worked. He was I- – Colin, I'll tell you what. I would pay a kicker $5 million a year before I paid TJ Watt's stupid brother, who was the guy in the Subway commercial, and that's just about it, $2.5 million any day. Like, I think a kicker is much more valuable on the roster than a guy like that if you're not going to use the guy like that. So maybe they can make my dreams come true. Okay. Pay the kicker and cut that guy. There's one finite pool of money, especially in a capped league, right? That happens. No question about that. So people will say, well, forget about T.J. Watt, brother's contract, uh, Derek Watt. That's already signed. It's already sealed and delivered. When there's one finite pool of money, people can make the claim and will make the claim. He's taken some of Deontay Johnson's money. Sure. And that's an understandable line for people that say, well, this is why I wouldn't sign the kicker. I'd go in on the cheap on a kicker. I'd let Boswell play it out, go lame duck season, and I'd allocate some of those funds to go to Deontay Johnson. So I, I can understand that. Again, I think Boswell's good, really good. But in a cap league, you kind of – you can't get everybody you want, and that's the design of it. And you kind of have to rank positions. Um, I, I just – I got kicker really low. I do. But your point is well taken in this, and here's where I will concede a little bit. The Steelers by design in the past, and even more so now, I think, are due to play a whole hell of a lot of close football games. Oh, no doubt. And the last time the Steelers, well, before last year, won as many one-score games as they did was when they were 13-3 and in 2017 when Boswell made five kicks at the gun. If he misses a couple of those, I mean, well, the outcome's largely the same because they didn't win the Super Bowl that year or even advance in the playoffs. But, I mean, we're talking about not winning the division then, and there's a very fine line in this league. I did a study, if you will, a little yeah, prep oh yeah. work, I guess, it was whatever you want to call it, about three years ago. I did like five years, and I calculated all the one-score games. It's like 43% of NFL games are one-score games. So, kicker, it is important, but I understand your point, too, about the allocation of dollars. Colin, I love what we just did there, though. A total zig when the sports world zagging, my man, because Deshaun Watson – this clown got suspended for six games, and here we are talking about the kicker. So before we get into any of the specifics with Deshaun Watson, your thoughts just on how this all went down. And I should say, you don't want to date the podcast, but Roger Goodell has yet to make a decision on whether or not this is going to be appealed before making these comments. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, right. Um, you know, we're making these comments on uh, about six o'clock, about dinner time on Monday night. Everything's an evolution with this story. I'll say this. This goes to show the power of the professional athlete and your vocation. If you read that 15 page complaint or the 15 page uh, letter that was the judge sent out, uh, Sue Robinson sent out. Right. And it was a guy down the street who was a plumber you think he was a scumbag and a sexual predator. If you took identity and vocation out of it, which was an NFL quarterback, an NFL player, and uh, what he did and his salary. If you took vocation and salary and name out of it, and you just said, okay, here's a guy who lives a street over. You'd say, that guy's a deviant. He's a sexual predator. And so do I have control over what his employer has to say? No, because I don't work there and I'm not his boss. But that being said, it sure as heck is skewed the way we look at, and I'm not breaking any news here, people of big acclaim, people of high acclaim, and people with a lot of money that are NFL quarterbacks. But if you just look at and I'm, this isn't the part that is up for debate. These are the findings, right? If you look at the hardcore findings in this, you say, at very best, what is established is this guy's like King Herbert, who borderline probably committed a crime. Yeah, and Sue L. Robinson agrees with everything you just said, and yet only levied a six-game suspension. Like I read a lot of what she put together, Colin, and it read like it should be a full-season suspension. It was very odd. Her decision was not matching up with the verbiage that was used in, I don't know if, what you want to call it, her rundown, her dossier, whatever, it was, she said this was as egregious of acts as they've seen in similar categories going back, looking at what they've dealt with in the NFL. And yet he only gets a six-game suspension. She also brought up that there was sexual assault committed that might not have been, quote-unquote, sexual assault by the court of law, but sexual assault as pertained in the CBA. Okay, but she also then said it was nonviolent, which I think sexual assault is, I mean, it's a it's violent in any form. I, I think whenever it's unwanted, correct? Or it's, co- it's coercive at the very least. So her words did not match up with the decision to me, Collins. Very odd. Yeah, I don't, I, I just, I don't understand. You know, it's a simple application of this sort of, phrase but the punishment doesn't fit the crime so to speak and i just i i'm i'm at a loss for all this because when they said six games i anticipated the narrative whenever i started reading through these 15 pages to be okay people got it all wrong but it wasn't that people had it all wrong it was the application of what she saw and then the punishment that fit was just (laughs) incredibly light yes no doubt about that. And our colleague, Paul Zeiss, writes for the Post-Gazette and does the show in the evening. You know, he made it out this morning 
to to be Deshaun Watson was somewhat vindicated in this process, not totally, but somewhat vindicated. But upon now reading what Robinson found, I mean, there's there's not a lot of vindication going on here. And the Cleveland Browns released a statement. I'm not going to read it here. It's a podcast. They used the word triggered, though, I believe. Yeah, they sure did. And I think that's, I mean, they they did themselves no favors at any point during this entire process, up to and including now this statement, Colin, which used the word triggered and also mentioned that Deshaun Watson has showed remorse. When the last time Deshaun Watson spoke, he denied, 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 and showed absolutely zero remorse. So you brought it up today, but Jimmy and, and D Haslam, boy. They can kick yeah. rocks and pound sand. It just it goes to show that NFL players aren't they have been dehumanized it, not just by fans and not just by people that uh, take in these games and watch them on television or go to them. They're dehumanized by their employers as people mm. to simply go out and try to and be a vehicle for them to make money. I mean that that's what it is. Like, do they care about Deshaun Watson? the person do they care about Deshaun Watson uh and what he is as a man or whatever like I don't but you would think his employer doesn't they don't they care about Deshaun Watson going out and trying to maximize their earnings potential the Haslam's do and that's very obvious here and they don't care Uh, from a fan standpoint it seems like the city of Cleveland has their back and the Browns fans have their back we have taken and made these guys robots in a way whenever both in good and bad you know and it's really it's a study in and it's what we do so we shouldn't be in the business of saying sports sucks and it's awful because there's so many great people in sports and so many good things that come out of sports but this is such a detachment of how even a quasi-legal proceeding like this has detached morality and has detached humanity from the athlete and how it's applied, how it's, how it's applied, I should say, to general people. It's like they live in a different stratosphere. These sports figures do that aren't the same as common Joe. And to my parallel, if this was a guy down the street and you knew exactly the same thing, you'd say, "Don't go anywhere near that dude's house. He's a scumbag." And now seventy thousand people are going to be filing in the stadiums to watch this guy throw a football around. I have long said to that point, the NFL just never should have gotten to the moralities business. The the NFL never should have suspended a single player for an off-the-field action unless there were legitimate criminal charges filed. And I'm not saying any of these accusations from any of these women aren't legitimate. That's not my point. My point is, it's a sports league. I mean, I've always thought, you want to use steroids? F it. Use steroids. Entertain me. You want to smoke weed, Martavis? Smoke weed. Catch a ball between your butt cheeks, right? That's what he did in that playoff game against Cincinnati. Entertain me. I've long thought the NFL should just stay out of this, all of this. And I think this is illustrating exactly why, because they thought they were doing everything right. You get a federal judge appointed. They've got somebody that's supposed to be impartial making the decisions, and yet the league is still totally under fire. Because you can't win. It's always going to be too little to some. It's always going to be too many to others. Let me ask you this question. How many Browns, let's take a percentage, one to 100. How many Browns fans do you think, one to 100, have to reconcile their fandom and wake up tomorrow after, after digesting some of this and say, you know what, 
I can't do it anymore or I can't do it to the degree that I did it before because this guy's still on the team. Because I'd like to say I, but I bet it's around like 8%. I, I was going to say 2%. I just wow. think it's, man, it's tribalism. It's identity politics, but it's wrapped up in that stupid ass logo of Cleveland Browns football. And it's the, it's the way it is everywhere, too. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, we saw the send-off he got. And, hey, I don't know what happened with Ben Roethlisberger. I know I never liked the man personally before or after that incident from the things that I had heard. And I know I always felt weird rooting for the guy. But I'll be damned whenever he threw touchdowns if I didn't stand up and clap. And I think that that's what's going to happen with Browns fans, too. I just think even the ones today, calling that may say, I'm done, it's over, goodbye. Boy, they start winning football games. Uh, the weather starts to change a little bit. They start passing around some Great Lakes beverages. I don't think many Browns fans are swapping allegiances here. I don't. No, it's it's a fascinating study. It really is. But no way, no way when I woke up this morning did I think we'd be talking about a six-game suspension. I thought at least to be double digits. Me too, brother. Should we have fun next? Yes, let's do that. Because sexual assault talk, not fun. No fun. We promise. 